people, how did you do it? Like, here's how I did it. Mm -hmm. Here's how I Here did it. Steps. You ready? <laughs> Sit still. <laughs> Have faith. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself. Yeah. And what's for you is for you. Yeah. What is for you is for you. What's for you is for you. What's for me is for me. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to, oh, I'm going to do different business same day podcast featuring Cassandra. No. <laughs> It is not for me. <laughs> and when, when we do not do the work on ourselves to address whatever it is that we have oh, to yeah. focus on our purpose, then we are lost. Yeah. When we do it, we are not. Thank you for tuning in to the Same Business, Different Day podcast. I'm your host, Zeke Corley. Now, first, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Paige McWay Acres. After 10 years with the San Diego Brewers Guild, Paige is now with the Brewers Supply Group, doing big things. Now, many of you will also know her as the co-host of the Odd Pairing podcast. Paige, thank you for making the time to hang out with us today. Now, Paige and Natasha co-host Odd Pairing Podcast, which was our guest's first podcast ever. Um, that was in October of last year, and I suggest you guys go back and, if nothing else, listen to the drinking story she told during that episode. Uh, this is our favorite self-made businesswoman, Cassandra Shag. Our show is about pulling the curtain back on our successful entrepreneurs in order to inspire current and future ones. I can't think of many people more fit to drop those jewels than Cassandra. That's because she's honest, experienced, educated, and intentional. Same business, different day audience. Please welcome Cassandra Shag to the show. Look at you. That was an opening. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to say? <laughs> That was, that was, I, that okay. I intended every word. Thank you. Yes. And uh, I appreciate you. I really do appreciate you being here. Now, I tried to, I tried to book this like months ago. <laughs> uh-uh. I mean, uh -uh. Wait a minute. I'm going to say, okay. no, no, call me out if I'm not. I tried to book this months ago and she said, you know what? Too busy. I'm busy. Get on my calendar. And then, That's how I went? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> okay. and then but, but here's the cool part about it. A couple of weeks later, she says, see, this is why you should have waited. And then she sends me this article. And so she's right. We should have waited. So we'll announce all of that stuff later if everybody can't check all the trinkets in the room. So <laughs> start subtle. from the, Yeah. Yes. Subtle. So very subtle. Thank you. That's my style. Thank you. <laughs> but I got to start from the beginning, right? Because we like to talk about the journey. Uh, the journey is important for people who you know, see themselves in their future, how you are, but they still need to see the growth, what yeah. it took to get there. Maybe they can find some parallels to some of the good times, the tough times, the education, whatever it is, they might be in one of those places. Yeah. So uh, where were you born? I was born in Philly. Yeah. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. West Philly, University of Pennsylvania Hospital. That's right. West Philly, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> yes, born in Philly. Yeah. I was, was, was it like? in those days well this is this is the part where i always uh have to shout out my mother 
mm-hmm. uh, because my mother made a decision at a very when I was very young that she was not going to raise me in Philly. Okay. Uh, she made a decision, and you know she always says I'm her wildest dreams. Uh, but I, I think my life would probably look a little different mm-hmm. had I not been exposed or had the experiences that I had living in California and being raised out here. How long was it before she got you out? I mean, she, I was two. She was, was two. Making it happen. Yes. She was very serious about making it happen. Yes. And my uncle <laughs> was stationed out here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, oh, you should come to California. Okay. Like, this is her brother. Yes. Okay. My favorite uncle. Yes, my favorite uncle, Eric, yes. Uh, And he was like, you should come to California. I'm stationed out here in San Diego. And she was like, I'm going to send her out with you, and then I'm going to come, and then I'm going to come shortly after. And one of those, that's, uh, you know, you you find that in all cultures uh, where a parent might just send the kid off and just like, I'm going to catch up. Especially even in immigrant families, too, right? and so that there's a lot of trust there. It's mm-hmm. probably it's probably really difficult too. Paige and I, I asked Paige before we even got on because yeah. uh, I don't have children and I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I was going to ask. Yeah. No. 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 Yes. <laughs> the reason why it appears that I can do all of these things and the fearlessness happens is because my biggest fear is bringing children into the world. Mm-hmm. So I said, Paige, like, how is it? And she said, hard. And I was like. I could, yeah. That's it. Like yeah. opening a business, you can do, right? Could close, you could walk away. Yeah. Uh, bringing a child into this world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Was your, um, how long was your mom in Philadelphia before uh, she decided to move and move you? Oh, no, it was shortly after. I would say a couple months. No, I mean, when she was like, so she was living there for some time to know that she didn't want to raise a kid there. Yes. Mom went to West Philadelphia Catholic, all school for girls. Okay. Uh, I don't, I, I'm horrible that I don't know how many aunts and uncles that I have total, but just know we that know there are a lot. It is. Right. <laughs> Got on. Eric. Uncle E. Uh, and... You, I think you grow up in certain environments, and if you say, this is not what I want for my child, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want something better, mm-hmm. this is this is what you have to do. So this is what she did, and I thank her for it every day. I love it. I, I mentioned your, her intentionality yeah. in the intro, and maybe we can see where you got it from. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's dope. I thank my parents for my bouginess. <laughs> I thank my parents. <laughs> I just, yeah. And it's like, this is, I am the product of, yes, we were poor, but you could still see the world. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk a little bit about your travel uh, when we talk about this trinket again. So, um, (laughs) uh, did you have thoughts of what you wanted to be when you grew up in those early years? Do you remember any of those? A lawyer. Okay. I watched a lot of Law and Order and Murder, she wrote. Okay. Weird Detective Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> Kojak. I remember Kojak. In the heat of the yeah. night. I don't mm-hmm. ask me why, but all of these mm-hmm. mid law and order and mystery and drama series you were solving crimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you wanted the bad guy to go. <laughs> or like who did it? Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to be a lawyer for a very long time. And mm-hmm. yeah. So did you intentionally uh study? in that direction at any point? I did not. to be a lawyer, too. I did. I did not. Uh, I think, see, now you're causing me to have to think about some things. Mm, Prepared. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember this. Like, my dad, I was in, we were living in 
City Heights, which which was not the best at the time, sure. mm-hmm. very long time yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went downtown and the homelessness was worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. questioning, like, what is going on? And I think that was maybe a catalyst for me to, like, want to help others. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my career is very, the commonality is that I, I understand what I'm gifted at uh, and what I'm passionate about is really helping, helping others understand that they're more than what they think. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm good at. Like, oh, I don't think I can do this. You, you're talking to the wrong person. Like, I'm not going to sit here and hear your pity party. Um, and, you know, when I talk to kids or students or adults or people who want to do things, I always tell them, like, you need someone who's going to, A, you need a, a tribe of people who are smarter than you. B, this is not about, no, I don't think you can do it, but maybe you should consider these things. And this is, if I don't know, I can certainly point you in the direction to someone who could know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I always, I think that that was a catalyst. And you look at my career, like in a previous life, I work with tribal communities for 10 years. I work with homeless youth. Mm -hmm. Um, It had to do with social services and helping communities that didn't get the support that other communities get. I was going to ask when you talk about the support or that lack lack of support, mm-hmm. um, what you could attribute that to? Because I think some of the times you get that with families. It's real. Um, it just triggered my mind what something that you said about these folks that uh, don't believe that they can accomplish something, right? But I think sometimes you even get that at home, right? Your mm-hmm. mom. <clears throat> Where they're like, let's just do this. You're not you know going to be good at this. Let's do. Let's focus on this, and you'll be great at this. And and you, we have to. When we look at our upbringing, like your, my parents, my dad works for the post office, right? My dad was in the military. He worked um, did supply chain, and now he works for the post office. And our culture and our generation, not just culturally, but. Back then, you stayed at jobs for 20 years. Mm. Yes. Right? You retired at places. You retired in places. Your goal was to get a pension. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was was the wave for a lot of families. Black, Mm -hmm. white, and that was your goal, right? You get benefits. You could take care of your family. You get a paycheck every two weeks. And then you work for 20 years so you can have, afford this uh, relaxation to finally enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me? Nah. (laughs) Nah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're supposed to enjoy life while you're living it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that looks a lot different because when you have children, Mm -hmm. those are your priorities. And so for, you know, for me, it looks different because that's not, I don't have those responsibilities, but I understand why my parents would um, encourage that. And I did it. I went to college. I started off at junior college. They told me you're either going to go to college or the military. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. You mentioned your dad being yeah. in the military. Did you ever consider it? Yeah, I was supposed to go into the Air Force ROTC and do all that, but you're not going to be yelling at me. <laughs> and, and at that time, <laughs> right, no, and at that time, I did not have that discipline. Okay. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to do, you know, you ain't going to yeah. tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was just like any, you know, other graduate who thought I had it figured out, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and that route looks a lot different, but I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, I went to junior college. Uh, I played sports. I played volleyball. Uh, I went to Cal State Chico. I've always had a job. I mean, that from the time I was 16, mm-hmm. 
always had a job. Mm-hmm. My parents call me the Jamaican. They were like, you always have yeah. a job. What? Um, you, was it for money? Was it just to find something else to do? Was it part of your social circle? I was just, I'm asking this yes. because I just had another interview and, and we were kind of talking about just working from an early age. And uh-huh. even instead of school, just like some folks are just like, I'm a worker. Yeah. I need to be working, mm-hmm. you know, but what, what was your reason to always have a job? Uh, my mother was very clear in telling me to always be independent. And I remember one day she like started crying one day, like, I think I raised you and your sister to be too independent. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, right. no. That you wanted, yeah, you want your children to be self-sufficient and independent. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's But hey, that might mean something though. Maybe she needed you. She needed you around and you, he was out there too independent. He was out there. Talked the about, the, yeah, talked about that again. Earlier. Yeah. Really? What were yeah. you saying? I was, uh, you know, yeah. my mother, I said, I, you know, I don't, because I don't have children, but I am older and a lot of my friends have children who are graduated from high school and going, and you're just like, how do they grow up this fast? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're releasing them out into the world that is very different. Mm-hmm. You have. Mm-hmm. I'm going through it. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, and, and talking about that. And so like me traveling the world and do what I do, like my mother called you home, you make it mm. ma, <laughs> my location services are on. I am 43 years old and mom has location services. And the reason why mm. is because if I put myself in your shoes, your shoes or my mother's shoes, you are worrying about your children. So no matter how old they get, right. I left the country. Mom, my location services, they work in another country. It works everywhere, mother. Just check where I'm at. Oh, okay. All right. So if no, I could- still want to hear your voice, your focus, if, be yeah. sitting in a couch. Yeah. So if, if that gives my mother some peace of yeah. mind- yeah. That's awesome. That's what I want to do. We are here to interrupt your regular podcast listening and ask you to join us at Odd Pairing Podcast. Yes. It's Paige and I, and we are here every week now on Fridays. And we talk about adult beverages and the community, a little bit of the history of it, and we are just going on a nice little journey. And you can hear other people's drinking stories. So why wouldn't you want to listen? That's the best part. That is the best part. Cheers. Well, that's good. Okay, so you you mentioned uh, Chico, um, were you studying social services all the way through? Studied social science. I uh, was working with tribes while I was going to school. Uh, graduated and kind of got stagnant in my career. One of my mentors was like, you need to go to grad school. And I was like, okay, what, should, like, what do I need to learn how to do? Mm. Count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> manage, uh, manage money. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, my believe it or not, my goal in life had switched to being like a management analyst for like the city. That mm. was that was my dream okay. when I graduated. Mm. Uh, and then I, I got into the corporate space and it was very fast. And it was one of those things where you sink or swim. And thankfully, I had enough floaties to figure it out. Did you like the corporate world? I mean, because you seem too independent. So how was the corporate you. world for you? <laughs> <laughs> I've quickly realized that this is going to have a specific shelf life Mm -hmm. and that I needed to figure out what I was going to do while I was there. Like, what Mm -hmm. am I going to do? What you're going to get out of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's this. I'm going to do this for X amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, I've already started the exit plan, Yeah. which ended up being sip wine and beer. Okay. Okay. 
Um, is it time? Should we reveal it? I think I think yeah. it's time since you already got us down that road. That's she's a great. Can you see me like what? So uh, today I get the chance to fan out. Okay, is, I am a fan uh, because we have the privilege of sitting down with a truly special business mind. <clears throat> Allow me to reintroduce our extraordinary guest, Cassandra Shad. Cassandra has not only founded her own company, Sip Wine and Beer, in Escondido. Mm -hmm. 131 South Orange Street. Yes. <laughs> Cassandra was not only recently selected to the governing board of Palomar College. Oh, yes. That's amazing. amazing. Yes. Absolutely. But she's also the host of the upcoming season two of the television show Fresh Glass. Oh, 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 yeah. She and her team won an Emmy for season one mm -hmm. of Fresh Glass on KPBS. Yes. That's why I'm a fan. It's one of the reasons. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, one of my favorite shows to watch last year. It explored the wine and beer industry unlike any other show I've seen. I strongly encourage you to look it up and watch it. Emmy award-winning host, Cassandra Shag. Welcome to the Same Business, Different Day podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now I'm going to put you on the spot. You hate it. Favorite episode. <clears throat> okay. Um, uh, it's a tough one. Because I love the one with the brother in Chula Vista. Tim. Right? I, but I don't Tim. drink I don't drink beer. <laughs> okay. Right? But it was just a beautiful that's when I what which number was that? This is what we won the Emmy for. That was number two. It was, it was episode number two. Yeah. And that one, it just had such that the production value turned up so high. From one to two, and I love number one. Yeah. That was the sisters, the Indian sisters, right? Yeah. Right. Terry and Medea. Keep hands in me. Come on, let's play. Let's play. I want this show. Uh, Altipiano was an awesome show. Yes. Um, Rideau, one of my favorite people yes. in the world. Iris was an amazing show. Um, oh, Inglewood, the Stevie Wonder story. Mm. Uh, come on. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm a fan. Okay. Okay. Thank I'm you. a fan. You're Thank absolutely. You. And, and you were up for it, and she was up for an Emmy. For host, and she should have won that one too because I'm telling you. You sound like my mama. <laughs> she was like, Yeah, you, I was like, Mom, come on now. You can't. Uh, this is not. Listen, um, a host, you know, I get the opportunity to host this show, and I really appreciate uh, what you were able to do as a host. You were, you know, you were storytelling, uh, you were teaching, um, you were listening. Say, yeah. Yeah. So they were telling their story to her, mm -hmm. and she was really soaking it up. And so, I think that you embody what a real host is, and that's why you should have got the damn award. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm in. You know what? Uh, Can we protest? We cannot. Oh. We cannot. <laughs> but you know, I, we didn't, that show was, because, uh, and I always start off with this, like I didn't go to film school. Uh, I'm not, this isn't what I do, mm -hmm. but what I really was passionate about in creating this was making sure that we look different on TV. Mm -hmm. Like when you turn on the TV, we are not seen in the light of this, of talking about business. We are seen looking crazy. <laughs> You're seeing throwing, like it's just <laughs> a hot mess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you change it? Yeah. All right, well, let's take a risk and do that. It. That's it. Yeah. You create mm -hmm. it. 
And when you look at what's on television, it's unlike anything. And that was a big risk, but it was well worth it. And one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't do it to win an Emmy. It's just right. OK, so why did you do it? You did it because you wanted to tell the stories. You wanted to seem different. You you had that intention, right? I, honestly, it came out of COVID. Really? Mm-hmm. When COVID happened and Sip Wine and Beer was shut down, I was like, what's next? Mm -hmm. What's like, what are we going to, like, what am and I going to? You're used to planning ahead for what's next. Like you were saying in your corporate world, you're like, okay, well, well this, this business, not, this, is gonna last this might not last. Right. So yeah. if this doesn't last, what is, what is the next thing? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put, I'm going to, I, in coming here, I was talking to a friend of mine who just got her MBA and she literally texted me was like, does this lost feeling go away? And mm -hmm. I was like, it's not a lost feeling. It's a sit your ass down and be still feeling because mm -hmm. you've accomplished something. And, and what I have learned in sitting at home during COVID is that if you, I, I wasn't worried about if my business was going to make it, it survived enough. If it was going, it was going to make it great. If it wasn't, that wasn't me. Like I'm, this isn't, I'm not tied to this business. Right. Uh, and, and so when we were doing tastings virtual mm. and so people were picking up wine and all of these tasting events that I had lined up could not happen because we were closed down. Yeah. It then transformed to zoom yeah. mm -hmm. and you're like, okay. And so by chance someone reached out to do an article and that someone is now my producing partner, Teresa Hoyles. And I was telling her about everything that, you know, I was doing and she was like, I'm a producer. I just kind of think you have what it takes to, to, to do a TV show about what you're doing. Now, this is somebody who was, is she at this point in time, stranger. she's writing an article? Yes, complete stranger. Had mm -hmm. she attended one of the virtual dinners? No. Nope. Or just kind she's of She was writing you, an article or? about yeah. how businesses were thriving in COVID. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And, she, and I spoke to her. And she said, at the time, she was going through um, treatment for cancer. And so she was like, let me get through remission, and then I'm going to reach back out to you. And six months later, she did and was like, do you remember me? I was like, yeah, I remember you. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. yeah. And she was like, I'd like to revisit this conversation if you're open to it. And I was like, sure. Mm -hmm. And here we are. We created Fresh Glass Productions. Uh, we created Fresh Glass. It was very adamant, very adamant about how we were going to tell these stories. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say it's the hardest thing, like what kept me up at night, was making sure I was doing right by our guest. Mm. Wow. You know, that's so important when it comes to producing a show because, I mean, you essentially have editing power, mm -hmm. right? And so you could make people look as crazy, like you said, make them look crazy, yeah. make them look as crazy as you want, so, yeah. you know? And it's, it's great that you were adamant to make sure that they look good and they were glowing. They were yeah. really glowing on that show. Was it uh, the original plan to go to PBS? Uh, it made sense to go that route because I did have a couple of Hollywood meetings and it was steering in the direction of us looking crazy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm too old for this. Mm -hmm. We're not doing this. Yeah. And, and I also understand that there's a Hollywood model and the whole goal was to disrupt that anyway. So if if I didn't hear a conversation that was like, what you're doing is different and we want to take a chance, mm -hmm. It wasn't going to work. Yeah. And KPBS said, you can take a chance over here. Okay. 
and you do have carte blanche to do what you need to do. And we're not going to interfere. You be you. You tell the stories that need to be told. It is not our place to tell you what to say and what not to say. Mm-hmm. And that is the perfect uh, environment to be in to create what we'd be able to create, which is why I believe we won the Emmy. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Because it came across as authentic and true. That's what it's about. And genuine. Yeah, that's it what it's about. Created. No. For numbers. Nope. <laughs> and the people will watch yeah. it, and it'll, yeah. you know, it'll, it'll get there. And uh, you know, the Emmy is a testament to people also believing in it. Mm-hmm. Your peers seeing what we were trying to do. Yeah. Uh, the community seeing and. And here's the thing, too. I put, you know, there's some bias here. You know, the <laughs> friends and everybody, the family, like, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I need some other people to to see it outside of that realm yeah. to make sure that it is making the impact that we intended. So, okay. So then, there's that brings up a question that's worthy of asking. It's so, what would you say were the critiques? What critiques have you heard of the show? Uh, I mean, if we I mean, want, you know, people be in the comments. I'm quite honest. I haven't. I don't know if there was really any critique. It's more of if this is something that you want to move to the mainstream media, it needs to go a little faster, which I can understand that because our attention spans are very short. Uh, But in this instance, I just think it was really important to there are a lot of things going on in our country, in society, in our world that need to be addressed. And I think that there's a way of addressing those things that that subtly, not, I don't even say subtly, but that are layered in understanding someone, understanding their background, mm-hmm. uh, understanding what the call to action is, and shedding light on the things that often aren't discussed. And so you talk about like Iris Rideau. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Iris needed her flowers a long time ago. That's it, 100%. 100%. You know, when you talk about her story, growing up in Jim Crow, rights. right? Like yeah, just, yeah. you have to, you can't erase that history. Yeah. It's now cemented. She told you what it was. And I mean, it was so great the way that she broke it down too, because a lot of folks don't know that when you're talking about in, in this era, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're talking about passing. There's just the word passing isn't used. Correct. At all anymore. Right. And just to hear that conversation, that was... It was wild. That that was a very very good episode, and it wasn't just about wine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the. Oh, I mean, never is. She did it. it never <laughs> is, right? But that's why that's why we drink socially. That's yes. why you drink. <laughs> drinking the, just for the wine. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> drinking for the stories, and you're drinking for the connection and the community, and yeah. And I, I think that it. it allows people to to relax a little and take in the information, and to not get so defensive about you know, what you hear, but to just listen. Like, mm-hmm. a part of this is to listen. And mm-hmm. there are so many more entrepreneurs who look like us, women, black and brown people who want to do this and can't pull from um, inspiration. You can't, mm-hmm. like, where do you pull from? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have an avenue to pull from, then this is one avenue that you can pull from. This is one uh, medium that gives you the ability to see I've always wanted to make beer, but I didn't think I could do it. No. Now you've seen several. Correct. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a chef, but I didn't think I had the chops. No. (laughs) Here you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so what changes um, for season two? Okay, so admit that I was out there immediately after the end of season one. Like, when are we recording season two? I saw that. And you, what did you say to me? 
What did I say? No. I did. <laughs> it was the I hardest did. thing I ever did. I'm I not did. doing it again. I did. Yes, <laughs> I did. And I was beca- I was very, uh, I was burnt out. Yeah. The level of, I've never worked myself that hard. Never. Yeah. Um, I remember like just, I cried for like a week. Uh, I traveled. Um, I shut sip down. I was like, I don't care about my <laughs> You know, um, I remember like sleeping for weeks on end. Like I was questioning, like, am I depressed? Like, and it was like, no, you are tired. Mm-hmm. Right. Take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> You're tired. Mm-hmm. So my friend calls me. Oh, I'm feeling. Sit your ass down. Sit down. Sit down. I respect it. Yeah. Okay. Ask her where she was when she found out that she got the Emmy. Uh, what? Ask her where she was. Where when were you when you found out you got an Emmy? We talk about travel. <laughs> when we talk about travel, where, where were, were you? you? All right, so I didn't attend. I did not attend the Emmys. My team went because I had a trip planned to Spain and France. It's the Emmys. The Emmys. It's the Emmys. Yeah. Okay, that's great. But <laughs> I'm, look, I had a whole lineup. Okay. Uh, things to do. I had things to do, and I worked my tail off to make you know to enjoy that experience. That's and, dope. Well, Spain yes, and France. Spain and France. What did you do while you were there? I saw Beyonce that's in Barcelona. Right. That's what she did. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a phenomenal wine tasting experience with Bruno Colimer, who's like the Cava wine god of mm. Spain. Okay. Um, I went to Chateau Neuf de Pop in France. Mm. Uh, hung out in Cannes for a little bit. Uh, partied in Ibiza, and then on my way back, on the shuttle to the airport, like calling moms, like, "Hey." I'm about to head back. She's screaming, you won! You won! And I was like, why are you yelling? Like that? And she said, you won an Emmy. And I was like, for what? <laughs> I didn't know. Right. Categories, yeah. You won for the show. And then she said, I got to call you back. And I was like, who are you calling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on the shuttle back to the airport, I was like, okay, so now we're coming home to... To an Emmy. To the Emmy. And it has been a roller coaster and a whirlwind of things ever since then. But yes. Is okay, so is that what motivated you to go on season two, or had you already made that decision? Uh what yes, it was a motivation. Uh and a and a, a lot of people were like, You have to keep doing this. You have you have to keep doing this. Mm. You have to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh and Nothing is, you know, what we don't work hard for. We know what it's, we know what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to do another season. I'm working on it. I, I can't tell gonna, you who's going to be on it. I was going to, I was going to ask, like, was that part of the critique of the audience? Like, why didn't you tell this person's story? I, no, more, I think more, I get a lot of emails. I, of I do. Recommendations? I do. I get a lot of emails <laughs> of recommendations. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I get a lot of. A lot of people have said that I might have made it look a little too easy mm. uh, because people people want to do television shows now. You're like, go for it. Do yeah. it. It's all about inspiration. So go for it. Uh, and so, yes, I'm gonna, we're going to start working on season two. I don't know what that too easy is all about, though. That's, that's an odd way to say something. I guess, you know, I hear, I listen to a lot of podcasts from comedians mm-hmm. and they say a lot of people, you know, they see a comedy show or a special or something and be like, yeah, I could do that. Yes. <laughs> you know no, oh my <laughs> Legit. And you're like, yeah. 
Sure. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you better do it and do it well. Yeah. You know what? I am not here to block anybody's blessings. You do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 But you have to go through some hours of having things thrown at you and getting booed on You think you're funny. You might be funny in the You might be funny at home. Your mama might laugh at your joke because she's supposed to. Your favorite audience. But yeah. yeah. And I think, and that, that's also a catalyst for the show. Mm-hmm. You see a product, you see wine, you see beer being made, mm-hmm. and then you understand the process that is behind it. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the statistics of how many women or black and brown people are in the industry. And then you take that small number and you're like, how did y'all do that? Yeah. And that's what you need. You need to hear how, you know, how they did it mm-hmm. and what that journey looks like, because maybe people make it look easy, but it's not. That's it. it is not. That's I've it. been in business eight years, mm-hmm. you know. You know, it's funny that you said that um, because one of my favorite quotes from uh, the Odd Pairing episode last October, go check it out, um, was you saying that some people think <laughs> you open a wine bar for three years and then you got a TV show. Right. Just like all of this is coming easy to you. No. And, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that's happening. And I I don't know how to explain. People, how did you do it? Like, here's how I did it. Mm-hmm. Here is how I Here did it. Steps. You ready? <laughs> Sit still. <laughs> Have faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself. Yeah. And what's for you is for you. Yeah. What is for you is for you. What's for you is for you. What's for me is for me. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to... Oh, I'm going to do different business same day podcast featuring Cassandra. No, it is not for me. (laughs) And when when we do not do the work on ourselves to address whatever it is that we have to focus on our purpose, Mm. then we are lost. When we do it, we are not. You know, what you also have too when you do. Sit your ass down. Sit it down. <laughs> Is you can welcome inspiration. And listen. Yeah. It's like com- being it might be just coming at you if you sit still. Being still, like there's a whole reason for being still. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are afraid of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of us a lot of us do not want to be by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those people that stayed busy. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what is you doing? You working here, you working here. What the hell are you doing? But are you liking any of it? Right. Probably not. Right. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, but I think going back to like generationally, that's what we saw mm-hmm. was like our parents in the same job, staying busy and not doing anything for themselves. Thank and you. so I think that is a huge difference yep. in business people, young business people now is that they're okay with taking risks or they're wanting and seeking out risks because yeah. they don't want it. Do yeah. what their parents did. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how much time I have on this earth. Yeah. And like, I made a decision a very long time ago. Like, I'm gonna live my life through experiences. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Not things, not the big house, yeah. not the fancy car. I, where you at? I'm in Croatia. Goodbye. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by yourinsuranceplace.com. Owning a business is hard work. You put your blood, sweat, and tears into it every single day. You need a partner who understands the ins and outs of insuring small to medium-sized businesses. For over 40 years, our California Property and Casualty Insurance Agency 
has insured businesses just like yours. We've seen it all and we've learned a thing or two about what it takes to keep your business protected. That's why we offer free policy assessments. We'll take a look at your policy and let you know if there are any gaps in your coverage. Let us help you to protect what you've worked so hard to build. Yourinsuranceplace.com. Hello, friends. I'm Joe Samo. I'm an attorney in San Diego, and I'm the host of Run It By My Lawyer. It's a great podcast where you will learn a lot about the law, and it is very entertaining if I say so myself. And uh, you could get it for free anywhere you get your podcasts, and you could follow us on Instagram at Run It By My Lawyer. And oh my God, you're always about. doing things because that's what I chose. Yes. That's the yeah. life that I want to live. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to live that life, mm-hmm. you sa- there's some sacrifices we all have to make. Mm-hmm. I am broke. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm Poe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm happy. Yeah. I'm like, I am happy with my life. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, all right, we're doing this today. That's it. I'm happy. Oh, man, excited. Well, you know, that's why I was talking to the interns about, you know, what, first of all, that's called rich in spirit, which yep. is beautiful. I'm glad that you have that. Um, and I don't believe you, Pope, because I'm going to ask you a few dollars in a week. But so, <laughs> but I was I'm talking to you. <laughs> I was talking to the interns. I was talking to the interns. That's not a cheap necklace to get on. So that, uh, <laughs> The uh, we were talking about, you know, just you know, because you can always just be talking about business. Hey, guys, do this, do that, mm-hmm. do whatever. Um, but I was talking to them about the choice, right? Mm-hmm. Every morning you wake up, yep. you got a choice. Yep. You can uh, be in a bad mood, a good mood. Mm-hmm. You can be, you know, I'm gonna go intentionally at things, or I'm just gonna say, oh, I got beat down today, yep. you know. So, yeah, it, it's it's an option, and if you choose the right option every day, you can be happy, yep. You can. Mm-hmm. And and the other part is people have to, we have to, and I have to do this every day. And people are like, you have to appreciate and sit in what you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. And it's still surreal. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I see the everyone taking pictures and the happiness of this Emmy. Talk about the Emmy. Yeah. Of the Emmy. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, it's an Emmy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like. Yes, that's what you that's what you look at it as. But other people look at it like it hit. It's our Emmy. Like people supported the show. Mm-hmm. People watched. People donated money to, to production. Uh, and this signifies. Yes, the, the guests had a great story to give to the show. Yeah. There's all of it was a community. The team yeah. that we put mm-hmm. together to make this happen. Like this is our Emmy. This is not mine. Like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't. I didn't do it in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. I did not. I, I did not. So, it's, <laughs> it got me thinking of the Friday quote when uh, Red got his bike story. He's like, "It's like it's both of ours. He just keep it at his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be at my mama's house. Okay, it has already been. We know where it's at. Yes, it is, it's going it's to home. Yeah, it's going to mom's. Take me back to um, the wine bar, though. Sip wine and beer. Like, um, you know. The decision to make that happen, especially in, in you know, a city like Escondido, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, the demographics weren't necessarily there on your side. Still uh, not. But, but <laughs> I don't still know, you still you do attract, yes. you know, your folks yeah. there and others and everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a community uh, type of environment for sure. And, um, and so just explain to us how you, you know, got that set up and how you feel about it and what's next for Sip Wine and Beer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't really tell this story a lot. Please. 
Uh, so when I founded Sip Wine and Beer, I was married at the time. Okay. And uh, my ex-husband was working in hospitality and I was in the corporate space. And I was like, okay, so we got to figure this out. Like, what's the next step? Because I'm not going to, I'm not doing this forever. And we had, I was fortunate for us to be able to buy our first home in Escondido. Mm -hmm. And when I was growing up in Temecula, Escondido wasn't the place you went to. It was like, stay your tail out of Escondido. Mm -hmm. And we, I used to sneak up there when I was little because there was little in high school because <laughs> there was a, um, there was a club called the Ice House. Yes. Okay. 18 and up. Yep. 16. <laughs> no, 16. Was it 16? 16. Oh. So we were sneaking in, we were sneaking to Esco, right? Yeah. Before you could track us. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you just, you know, at, no, don't go to Esco. I'm in grad school, about to graduate. One of the guys in my cohorts, like, I'm moving to Escondido. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, ah. And he was like, no, it's changing. Like, mm -hmm. it's happening. Mm -hmm. Take a trip, like, go there. And I'm like, oh, okay, I could see it. Like, I could see this evolving into something. And at the time, the housing prices were like nothing. And it yeah. was like, if, if we're going to be able to buy a house or a condo, this is, we it's have, now this or is, never. it's now or never. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Opened it. And then across the street, like a thousand feet away is this like storefront. And I'm like, you know, like, may, like maybe we could open a wine bar. And he was like, are you crazy? And I was like, why would you, why would you not want to do it? Were you living in the wine already at the time? No. Uh-uh. I was, I, well, I'm lying. Yes, I was. Like, yes, I was into wine. Big into wine. Okay. Um, but I started noticing the research and the history around Escondido, that it used to be wine country. It's the original. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. And then at the time, there were this, the Highland Valley wasn't right. like widely known. Mm -hmm. So you see, like, it's like, what's happening? What's going on with this, with this city? What's about to pop off? Mm -hmm. And I... Me, I said, I think it's wine. Mm -hmm. uh, and the beer part was because Stone Brewing was born in Escondido. Mm -hmm. So you had this big craft beer movement, and then it looks like wine is going to be the thing happening in Escondido. And I envisioned people weren't going to have to go all the way to Temecula. So why don't we open something here? There's nothing like it in town. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and I said... I'm, you know, because I have a business background and a finance background, like I'll do all this stuff and then you can run it. And unfortunately, that's just, a, that's just not what he wanted to do. He was like, no, like mm. it's not my thing. Yeah. And so um, after we got divorced, I still kept plugging at it and plugging at it and plugging at it. And here we are eight years later. Um, but what is a testament to is, I mean, at the end of the day, when you really truly believe and want something, you'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, it's sometimes the dreams that you have may not be for for everybody. I like that lesson. Yeah, I like that lesson. It's not for everybody. Right, right. even the people close to. You. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not for everybody. Um, <clears throat> but this is what was created, and I it was really important to keep that going. And what I found interesting when I would, because I was the person that would have my ex-husband in the front and me be in okay. the back uh, because they're like, what you know? What right. you know about wine? Mm -hmm. you, you own this? Mm -hmm. Right? Still. Mm -hmm. And and so when I got into it in 2015, think about how many people were in the industry at that time that looked like us. Not a lot. Not a lot. And so here we are. And now there's un, there are numerous brands. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we have a presence and not just sip wine and beer, but other wine bars have a following. Uh, you have all of these women owned, black owned, brown owned, LGBTQ plus brands that that need a space to tell their story, uh, to tell their story and to thrive. And that's what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's it. Here that's we are. beautiful. That's beautiful. OK, so now, but again, we're back to you um, being Jamaican. Um, <laughs> yes. What's up with all these promotions and stuff? Like all these events. Like I'm like, I got a buddy up in San Francisco who's an event promoter, and I don't think he does as many events as you do. Yeah. That's what he does for a living. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, how? How did you get into all of that? Like, what is it? Uh, about? I just think it's a cat. Like it's a byproduct of what we do already. So gathering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Community culture and conversation. Mm-hmm. It's and I uh, maybe I make it look easy. Yeah, I, you it's do. tiring. I bet. It's tiring. Like Fresh Glass Fest. Mm-hmm. What? It's easier to do an event at SIP than it is to... Yeah. Festivals are hard. You know. Festivals are so hard. Mm-hmm. So hard. Yeah. <laughs> Those festivals will wipe you out. break you down. Right. Well, well, and that's why they're like, you're not doing this year. I was like... No. Are you joking? Yeah. Yeah. You're joking. Yeah. <laughs> Putting most things together is hard because it reminds me of when you were talking about the virtual sipping. You were the first person to ever tell me that people were doing mm-hmm. food pairing yeah. and stuff with beer and stuff like yeah. that. Like you we guys did were... beer. Yeah, beer dinners. Yep. Virtual beer dinners. Virtually. Yes. Like, yeah. Well, how do you, I mean, so I, I, it wouldn't be something I would wrap my head around. And probably not a lot of the events that you do, although I like, I like going to events and I like it when people make it look easy, you know, but man. But, but that... <laughs> Here's the event. Like when you look at the an event, it is to create an experience for people. It's to capture the memories of it. It's to give people a platform and a space to have fun and be themselves and be in a safe space. So I just need to focus on those three things mm-hmm. and make sure the wine and beer is good. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a little bit of a profit, though. Otherwise, you can't do it again next. Time. That's true. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. But I think like that's because it'll keep coming. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you can handle it, keep throwing Start them. Start small and grow it. There you go. Yeah. 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 It's great. Well, she ain't that small. She over at the Center of Performing Arts and stuff. Like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, you ain't that small. We're playing with you. Yeah, but when you probably first started doing your events, you started small and you grew mm-hmm. your following and yep. your audience. And then you were there able you go. to have bigger events. Yes. That's yeah. it. But you didn't start out with Mm-mm. a festival. No, not at all. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, no, yeah, start no, I small. It. I come from humble beginnings, sorry. Okay. Humble. Okay, we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to, before we uh, wrap up, talk about, uh, you know, how you give in and, and uh, you know, giving your time. And you talk about community and all of that, culture, and, and bringing that into, uh, you know, being on the board, governing board with uh, yeah. Palomar College. Like, yes. That was big. Yes. Like, that that was really exciting for me. I sent it to all my family when, when I saw the article. Um, that was uh, pretty cool. And the quote, you know, that she had in there about, you know, hoping that other people like you are up here, you know, in the future. Um, so what was that experience like? Well, I will say this. I am the first black person to be on the board in it in the in Palomar College's seventy six year history, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Sure, it's mm-hmm. like we're in twenty twenty three. The process, and that's not something that I take lightly. I take that role very serious because when we look at what is happening in education, and we look at the people making decisions behind what is happening in education. And you'd even peel it back further and you're like, okay, is this person qualified to make decisions 
of that magnitude. Probably not. Right. And, I, you know, I didn't take it lightly. Like, I have a master's degree in public administration. Um, I went to a junior co- I went to community college. Mm-hmm. Community is about the community. That's it. So how do you get the community involved? How do you create a space where everyone feels welcome and it's not difficult and it's not tiresome to learn yeah. or connect or, or, or graduate or want to do more? Mm-hmm. And, and this is where we're headed. And I encourage people who I encourage people to take a step and be a change agent. And then it doesn't mean you have to open a business, mm-hmm. but like our local politics matter and it doesn't have to be one way or another. It just needs to make sense. Mm-hmm. It needs to make sense. It needs to have logic. Yeah. And, and that is what I believe is very necessary in order to continue moving forward or I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So that is why I, I applied for the appointment. And that experience was interesting. It was very interesting. It was, uh, it was an open form interview. You literally, you with all the other people who applied as well, because uh, it's a public meeting. Okay, it's oh, public. That's intense. Yes, it was. I was like sitting wow. here, like yeah, and then you come up, and I'm like, yeah, I can do blah blah blah, and everyone's just like, okay, well, here you go. Right. Speak out loud. It's on their mind. Right. But it was still mm-hmm. a three to one vote, though. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a very long process. I, I yeah. yeah. It was about a couple three-hour process and then it's and then I looked I had this blank stare on my face when I was they were like you're in I was just like oh for real because I was sitting there like well they go on a special election let me just go on and pack my stuff up and go home and here we are congratulations thank you on everything thank you we really appreciate you uh the community appreciates you and um you know you're the leader you know I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up. I'm like, what's, what's she going to do next? I just want to hold up I'm the back stay, of her dress. I'm going to stay. Look, I was telling Paige, because she, she's like, what else do you have going on? And I, I, my no-ometer is pretty simple. Really? Yes. My no-ometer is very simple now. I'm, I'm the opposite. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. My no-ometer. If you, be like you my be. lane, being a board of trustee, mm-hmm. focusing on making sure education is equitable and accessible. That's it. Sip wine and beer. Mm-hmm. Fresh glass. Travel. Mm-hmm. That's so. If those requests mm-hmm. did not fit those things, okay. Unfortunately, I cannot do this at this time. Thank you. <laughs> please check back in another. Please check. Please check. Yes. Hard no. And that and and I encourage people to really set those boundaries for themselves Hello. because. Like you're out here doing, you're doing stuff too. But I, this is what I appreciate about um, my mentors have taught me. Like you don't have to tell people what you're doing. They'll figure it out. They'll read about it. Mm-hmm. You read about it. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, when the hell did mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. get appointed? You're like, you just had to read about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, it. That's it. When did you have a TV show? You just got to read about it. It's out there. <laughs> So you're absolutely right, because yeah. that's how I found out about uh, you being appointed to the board, and that's how I find out about all your damn parties. <laughs> read about <laughs> it. Read about it. Yeah, I'm not the person. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going around telling people what's like what's going on because there's a there's a intricate level of focus that is necessary in order to. I was just say that's, that would be impossible. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah. the focus from my parents is like, what you work now? I call you. I'll call you later. What? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not doing this today. It's in the newsletter. It, well, and it's just like, you know, I'm the person like I didn't. You have to you have to stay focused. There's yeah. you doing a podcast and other people pulling you in different directions. you got to stay focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I ain't said no since about 2009. Come on. <laughs> got to say no to some things. Got to say no. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. How can uh, people help with any of your causes? How can people reach out to you? Yeah. Uh, you can watch Fresh Glass. It is streaming on KPBS. You can watch it on the PBS app. You can watch it on the Your View app, which is on Roku and every other streaming system. Uh, it's currently airing in 12 states. My homeboy was in Arizona and sent a picture and was like, look what's on TV. I was like, not Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, sip Wine and Beer is at 131 South Orange Street in Escondido. Oh, should I share something else with you that you probably didn't read about? Hell yeah. Yes. Don't Second you believe it to be continued on this show? Come on, let us know. Second location? Uh-huh. It's coming? Do you know where the location's going to be? No, I don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The second location is at the Terminal 1 San Diego Airport. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yes. That is huge. That is huge. Congratulations. Yes. That is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is happening. 2025, we will be in the Southwest Terminal. Yeah. I know y'all so like now it. these brands yeah. get to be in the airport. That is so cool. <sighs> that's beautiful. Oh, that's now that awesome. broke me down. Now that had me in tears. Yeah. That is what had me in tears. Yeah. I mean, okay. And you're bringing the, a lot of the same brands that what? you've been supporting. No way. If not, you have to. Come on now. It has to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. That is what it is. That's story. a big deal. Yeah. We know you guys don't like to fly sober anyway, so make sure you stay sober. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on Southwest. 2025. Like, look, you like, I can get Chula Vista Brewery at. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. So yeah, much that That is what yes. um, ultimately broke me down. Like, I was like, what? Mm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. Great. I right, thought you read about it. So good. I haven't read about it. No, it's no. okay. There were certain people because it was a lie. It was like Terminal One. And I had told like a few people. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm not. This mm-hmm. And people were like, did I see your name on the list? I was like, did you see it? I don't know. They were like, <laughs> they were like okay, yeah, I did see it. Okay. So, yes, I am very fortunate to take it well, a step further. My jaw is sore from saying congratulations. <laughs> but you know yes thank you just thank you thank you for the opportunity to connect and finally be on mr corley's podcast easy ask him how why it took so long but okay it's all good you gotta check my calendar (laughs) no but thank you because you're doing we're we're all doing we're all doing the work that's it we're all doing the work that's a fact and i'm not gonna stop good Mm Say know. a little nose couple every now and again, but no, we we can't yeah, stop. You know when I say no? Hmm. When I'm traveling somewhere and my phone doesn't work. <laughs> Which is nowhere. <laughs> when my phone doesn't work, yes, I have to let go. I, just it down. I guess I can't do that. Can't help you today. Where can people uh, find you, Paige? Uh, I pairing podcast. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the best place. Okay. Yeah, I pairing. On I social need- media on the, on the new job. 
Well, you don't want to spread the word. No, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. She said, <laughs> let me chill. No, they're big business. Anyway. Paige they, said, let me chill. Okay. She said, I'm sitting down right now. I love it. I love it. We appreciate you guys, all the listeners, and uh, your continued support. We appreciate the team, the interns, uh, Mateo, of course, and uh, the whole Star Fox Media team and everybody involved. Uh, different Day Radio, same business. Same business pod. Same business, different day. S-A-M-E-B-I-Z-P-O-D is our handle. Find us and stay in touch. Peace.